Welcome back to South Coast Varsity, the podcast. I'm Standard Times Digital Editor Brennan Curie, alongside Standard Times Sports Editor Lori Lowe. How are you doing today, Lori? I'm doing great. So it's uh, Wednesday here, uh, January 23rd. We're just past the midway point of basketball season and even further beyond that. For some other sports, which is like track is getting... Yeah, and swimming too. Yeah, and swimming. The end is kind of getting close uh, on the horizon here. Yeah, lots of conference championships coming up and uh, some big meets. A lot of the track teams are off from now until uh, they do the crossover yep, next meets, week. Uh, which was the 30th, a couple days around there, around the 30th. Yep, uh, next Monday and next Wednesday, I think most of the meets are. Yeah, so we figured this week we'd uh, hop on the podcast here and uh, do some uh, kind of yearbook superlatives. Uh, we do plan on doing our drafts. We're probably going to be doing those next month. In February, uh, we know that's always a hit of a podcast, is uh, probably do a boys and girls uh, separate podcast basketball drafts. Uh, but we uh, wanted to kind of take a look. Uh, last week, we just kind of swirled through a whole bunch of teams and kind of a mismatch of opinions and thoughts on who we'd seen. Uh, Laura, you've only been back about three weeks, so it's still yes. the list of teams you've seen isn't extensive. It's growing slowly. It, exactly. And uh, you know, a lot in the swimming world. Yes, I've well seen all the swim there. teams, so uh, I had to get that off my, my list first. Yep, and I've uh, done pretty well in the boys' basketball, and, we, and we've both seen this matter of girls' basketball, and I've seen a little bit of hockey. I don't think you've been out. Nope, I haven't seen any, any hockey. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're just going to go through some superlatives here, uh, some surprises, some best this, best that. And then at the end, we'll do uh, some player of the year predictions at this point or kind of, you know, who, who we would give it to at this point in the season. Yes. Yes. So we'll uh, start off with some surprise teams here. Uh, so uh, we'll, let's start off with boys basketball. Sure. Kind of what's the team that's surprised you well, I've far. only seen two teams. I've only seen uh, Stang and I've only seen uh, New Bedford. Um, and really, I wasn't too surprised with either one of those teams. They're kind of doing a little bit what I thought they were going to do. Um, but, you know, just reading up on uh, some of our calls that we've gotten in and taking some of the calls, uh, Wareham boys, mm-hmm. uh, big surprise, uh, you know, kind of leading the South Coast Conference, sitting right at the top of the conference. And just, you know, I know you went to a game a few weeks ago and, you know, they had a big milestone. Uh, yeah, Taylor Carlson uh, yeah, set the uh, school's single game scoring record, 46 points. Yeah, and you know that uh, the records had been around for for pretty long time. Over a decade. Yeah. Aaron Struthers broke in the 06, or set it in the 06 07 season, 45 points for Aaron. Yeah, so uh, I mean, and there's some, been some really great players that have come through Absolutely, Wareham's yeah. program. To, so, so, you know. Well, Darian Fernandes was on the sidelines and he was kind of like yeah, numbering the numbers to Taylor how many he was away. So, so. I mean, I would say definitely Wareham. Um, Old Rochester would be another one that, uh, you know, I haven't seen um, either team play, but Old Rochester, you know, this year I think has kind of been a little bit of a surprise um, with how well they've done. Kind of, they don't have that superstar, I would say, you know, and they just had a lot of role players kind of contributing and making good things happen, uh, you know, at the dog pound. So those, the, uh, that would kind of be uh, yeah, I agree. surprise so, one and surprise two. Yeah, so those were my two honorable mention teams. Um, yep. the, so that's Wareham is leading the SEC small. Old Rochester is leading the SEC large. Uh, that's going to be a big matchup actually on Friday. Yes. Uh, they're going to be playing at 630. And uh, in a preview of what could be the SEC championship game. Oh, definitely, I think. Uh, now... I did put one team ahead of them. I've seen eight out of the ten boys basketball teams. This is one of the two teams I haven't seen. Uh, I think I know. Westport. Okay. So when I talked to Coach Scott Boudreau before the season, he wasn't too psyched about this team. He was kind of like, oh, you know, he's kind of like giving me the, we got to be gritty, you know, we got to, you know, kind of all those words for like, you know, this isn't the top talent level team. And uh, they're, uh, last I heard, seven and two. That may be one game old. 
yep. there. But uh, so that definitely that was like from the way he was talking before the season. I don't know if he was kind of slow playing me a little bit so, or lowering expectations. Yep. Uh, but he definitely didn't seem like like this was one of his better teams. But uh, they're sitting at seven and two. They're playing well in the Mayflower Conference, and uh, you know they seem like they have uh, several guys who were who were capable and only like brought back a couple players with any varsity experience at all. No, they graduate almost the entire team. But uh, you know there's there's something brewing there in Westport basketball. But yeah, O.R. and Wareham were close uh, second and thirds on my list. Uh, Bulldogs, like exactly like you said, you know no no star player, um, but they will have uh, one of my uh, kind of honorable mentions for surprise individual boys basketball player. Okay. So there's a little tease. Ooh, teasing, teasing ahead. Yeah. So, so girls basketball. Um, I guess I'll go first on this one. This one was a, one of the tougher ones for me because I feel like the girls basketball scene has kind of gone to chalk. Like it's kind of how I expect. Like the three good best teams are the three teams. Yes. I thought were going to be the best. Um, we don't have a whole lot of middle class in our girls basketball. You know, no. maybe kind of the Fairhaven, New Bedford, Dartmouth. Um, where, where, uh, Wareham in there a little bit, yep. you know, but I, I think it's those three teams and then I think everyone else is under 500 other than old Rochester, Poniquit and Stang. Yeah. Old Colony. I'm not sure where they're at at this point. I know last I knew they were under 500. Right, it's yeah. possible they've won a couple in a row or something. Yeah. They might be right around 500 or just yeah. under. So I actually put old Rochester. Yep. That's in who the I end. Put. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was looking I, at the three teams that I thought were like the, our good teams this year. Yep. And I was like, wow, man, a Poniquit, like added Jada Fortin to an already very good team. Yep. So they're not a surprise. Bishop Stang is, you know, they got brought back the girls we knew they were going to bring back and all that. Now, Old Rogers are the biggest loss. Yes. Um, or one of, of those, one of the biggest losses. Well, out yeah, of those out of three the teams. Yep, yep. Out of the whole area, definitely one of. But yep. of those three teams, I thought the biggest loss uh, in losing their, their top scorer yep. last year. Um, Cassidy Yeomans uh, to Tabor. So the fact that they were – and. They didn't really have another like natural scorer on last year's team. No, she was she was the scorer. Yeah, you know, Meg Hughes, Mary Butler, very talented players, but not really like scorers. Like no. not somebody who's going to get the ball to and be like, okay, make some offensive moves, you know, score some points. Uh, so the fact that they've been able to bring in so many freshmen and play so well—that's why I had Old Rochester girls as my surprise team. Yeah, I. I- I agree. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't have said it any better. I mean, I think old Rochester, I, you know, especially with Yeomans, um, you know, going on to Tabor, I, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect this year. You know, I knew they had a lot of talent, um, but it was more like role players coming back. And it was just a matter of, you know, these young girls that are coming in, how would they fit? You know, how would Bob Hone, you know, kind of make everything fit together, you know? And, and it looks like they, I mean, uh, they're still undefeated. Um, they're kind of just, Cruising along. Until well, well, they're not undefeated. They lost oh, a DR. Oh, did they lose a DR? On Friday. Okay. All yep, right. Last Friday. Yep. I guess maybe because I was at, out, out at the... <laughs> out of the game, yeah. Yeah, so they, they're tied at the top of the league oh. with a Poniquit. Both have one loss. Okay, so, um, so uh, I mean, yeah. but, I mean, they're having a heck of a season, and that's what it's going to come down to is probably that... Uh, that Poniquit OR game is yeah, going to determine the SEC large champion. Yes. But, I mean, I think whoever wins the SEC large is winning the SEC. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This, you know, this is one of those years, like last year, the same thing. Where you kind of wish like the SEC championship could just be the two Aponiquit OR. Yeah, although DR might be in the conversation, although Aponiquit has swept them. Yes, yeah. So it would, it would, yeah. So yeah. So let's uh, move on to uh, to boys hockey. Uh, I think we're, I'm, I'm we may have the same one here because I think there's kind of a runaway favorite here. Uh, Wareham Carver. Yes. Uh, you know, last season didn't start off so well. They were struggling. Uh, you know, they've been a team that like in their best years kind of gets into the tournament. 
uh, you know, but is never like a dominant team, isn't winning the SEC usually, and uh, they're still undefeated in the SEC right now. And it's been building to this, I feel like. You know, the last few From, years... I'd say the midpoint of last season was kind of... Yeah, well, they had been struggling for like maybe the last, what, three or four years and really I know, just, was it four years ago they made the tournament that was like the Tate team, they had like yep. the 300-point scores... Because um, I remember uh, Kieran or DeCanto, who I'm sure we're going to talk about later, was a yes. was like this little tiny freshman on that team. Um, so I think they made the tournament, and then I don't really remember how they did the next year. And then last year was the year they kind of started poorly, rallied at the end of the year just to make the tournament at the very end. Yeah, and this year, I mean, they have they qualified yet? I don't even know. Uh, so they're sitting Maybe. nine, two, and one. So I okay. don't know how uh, points, points wise. I mean, that's at 19 points. Yeah, I'm so. guessing you need 18. It's either 18 or 20. You would need. Yeah, one or the other to so get I don't in. Know. So, so they, they, if they're not, either in, way, they're right there. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. going to get in. Yeah. they're ranked number 38 right now in the entire state by MassHighSchoolHockey.com. Wow, awesome. They're nine two and one overall, five zero and one in the league. Wow. Um, with a uh, tie to I think it was Seekonk. Okay. Uh, whatever the Seekonk um, co-op is, Seekonk DR. It might know? be. Yeah. Anyway. Um, now I will say I also considered Stang because Stang's having a heck of a season. But, but I figured good. that was more expected. Yeah, I, but I mean they're ten one and one. Yeah, no, they haven't. So heck of a year. you know they it's hard to not mention them. But we we may get to to them uh, in some other later things. Uh, and then on the girls' side, uh, Stang again. Yeah, I mean they're they're they had a nice little run. I think of like five or six straight wins at one point, and mm-hmm. everything was just kind of clicking for them. And you know. I think they opened the season with a loss and then they won like five or six straight, yep. you know, and then I don't know what they've done. The last They're a seven, two and one now. Yep. They're ranked number 28 in the state on mass high school hockey. And uh, this was a team that it was like, you know, last year they were so close to getting into the tournament and getting over that hump. And it was like, okay, this year feels like this is going to be a tournament. Yeah, they have team. a lot of, they had a lot They're going to get into the back. tournament. But I didn't think they were going to cruise into it like this. No, no. I mean, it seems like just everything is clicking for them. They don't just have, like, one go-to score. I know when sometimes, you know, we've gotten the phone calls, it's multiple girls that are contributing, you know, goals and assists. So it's not just one person that they're going to. Yeah, a lot more offense this season. Yeah, definitely. uh, From the Spartans. So uh, let's go into the worlds that uh, maybe are, you know, a little (laughs) more, uh, you know, your expertise area. So uh, track, um, just because this may be the only thing I contribute here in the surprise section, um, Fairhaven girls. Yeah. I was not expecting them to be in the SEC uh, crossover championship. Uh, I took their call uh, a couple of nights ago, and she's like, yeah, we're 4-1 in the league. And I'm like, whoa, like, you know, Fairhaven to me, I guess, has always had a, you know, a couple good distance runners yep. or something, but never really had, like, had a full team from all the way from sprinters to mids. Well, they have the two Sams distance. back, Sam Sam Hathaway and Sam Fernandes. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, but I feel um, like they filled it in now with more yeah, girls around the, them. Yeah, kind of. And that's given them a little more balance, and they're getting points where they didn't always. Yeah, no, I, I would I would definitely agree with with Fairhaven because uh, um, you know they just they're having a heck of a year. Aponiquit, um would be the other one that uh, you know I shouldn't be surprised about Aponiquit because I uh, the girls because I know they had a lot of kids back. Um, they had. Peyton Ewing back. They had um, Maggie Gallagher back. They had Jordan McClowski. You know, they had all these kids back um, from last year's team that that upset Old Rochester, and uh, they did it again. I mean, you know, and I we didn't. I don't even know if we actually got it in the paper because um, I didn't realize Old Rochester had lost um, until I got in touch with uh, the Tildens, and they said, you know, we're not we're not playing for the the championship next week. We're not running for Either it. boys or girls. Yeah, boys or girls. Um, you know, the boys also got upset and uh and the girls got upset uh by Aponiquit. So uh so next week uh, it'll be Aponiquit Fairhaven um girls for that uh 
you know, South Coast Conference uh, championship crossover. Um, so that'll be pretty exciting. Uh, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of nice to see some teams that, you know, maybe have. Yeah, it seemed like, you yeah. know, the old Rochester is the Patriots, right, of yes. the South Coast Conference. Like, ah, oh, we've been there, seen that. You know, let's spice it up a little bit, get some new teams in there. Yeah, and it, I mean, it just shows you, you know, just one loss and you're out. Pretty much, you know, um, in the because they don't have, you know, they don't have a ton of meats and the regular season really matters. Yeah, you know, it really, really does matter. Um, and I mean, you know, they they do have the crossover meet now, but they still have that that championship meet as well, where all the teams will be at. So now, which one? Like, do do you think they they're like fifty fifty? Like, how much they value the champion? Like, if you're on the Aponiquit girls track team, like, does one of those matter more to you than the other? I'm just curious. Uh, I think both matter the same yeah. when, when, you know, when it's some, when it's a team that hasn't traditionally won a lot of the championships, you take any championship mm-hmm. or any conference, whether it's the regular season championship or the meek championship. The thing with the, Meek like you think of college basketball and like the tournament, you know, the winning the ACC tournament is what you remember not being like the number one seed in the See, ACC regular ch- season champ. Yeah. I think it's a little so different with like went. swimming and track because when you go to the conference, like, you know, it's head to head when you're, when you're facing all these teams during the season, you know, it's just you against them. But then it's when you go to the conference meet, you can get help from other teams, mm-hmm. you know? So like, you know, a Poniquit can benefit from Fairhaven beating old Rochester in something or vice, you know? So it's like, you're yeah. fil- you're, you're kind of, um, your enemies become your friends a little <laughs> bit and you know, you get a little help. I know, uh, for swimming, you know, that's something that, um, you know, Bishop Stang coach, uh, Dave Pont said, he said, you know, like, they lost to Fian during the regular season. They still have the conference championship, but can they get well, a little the, bit of help? The gaps matter yeah. so much yeah. more in the conference championship. Yeah. So you know, if your second, if your best hundred free is two seconds behind theirs, yeah. it doesn't matter that much in a duel if she's two seconds or half a second. Yeah. But when you get into that conference meet, all of a sudden that's a difference of several points. Yeah, and 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 but it also you can get help too. You know, like if you know if let's say you know whoever you want to beat. You know the other the other team that's in it, or the other teams that are in it. If they can knock them off and not get them as many points, you know, it kind of evens the playing field a little bit. I don't know. I think I think both matter just as much. Um, the regular season one, I mean, it builds up. It's the whole course of the season. The championship meet is kind of that one that big event where you know everybody's all excited. You know, I mean, I think the kids probably are more excited for the the actual meet. You know, because you know, everybody's competing against each other and it's the best of the best kind of thing. While the other thing is, you know, the whole question of the season, but I think coaches want to win both. You know, I, yeah. I, I this would. was a little new to me here. Cause like, uh, so I, I ran cross country and I, in cross country, they have the same kind of format, right? You know, kind of yep. you have the dual meets, you have the, the regular season champs and then you have the actual sec meet. Uh, but we didn't have dual like league meets yeah. that just didn't exist. So it was just like, all that mattered was when you went to the league, championship meet at the end so you know that was what i always you know that was our big thing was going to the league meet and can we be the league champs of the league meet so yeah. i'm just curious kind of how they they looked at it here so did you have was there a boys scene that's been you know, surprising I, you so far because i haven't really i don't have my finger too much on uh, on the boys scene for track um you know i, I mean i thought old rochester was, you know was, was going to be in the championship and I, I know they had the loss i want to say it was to uh, I don't know if it was just to DR or to Seacock. Those was, are the two teams in the championship, Yeah, I right? think so. I think so. So it must have been DR because because uh, Seacock, I think, is in the, the lower, um, yep. if it's broken up just like uh, you know how it is in a lot of the other sports. Um, Although, is, is it even broken up in track? I think they don't all have it? You know, I'm not sure. I'm is not it sure. Is it just one something. versus two? 
I don't right. know. We're wading into new territory. Yeah, this, this yeah. Whole we're gonna have to figure that out. SEC still has, uh, and, and you know, the, the tricky thing is uh, with with the way the the winter season is, and with our our tight schedules, we haven't gotten a lot of the the high school. Yeah, track all these six thirty track meets are tough for yeah, us. Yeah, you know, sometimes we get um, emails the next day, or sometimes we get calls after deadline. I mean, it's just it's kind of been a little crazy trying to 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 track down all the track results, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, but swimming, I have a couple surprise teams um, for, for swimming. Uh, one, I would say, is uh, the old Rochester boys. Um, they've had a heck of a season. Um, at one point, they were undefeated in the South Coast Conference. I don't know what their record is now. Uh, I know they, they lost to Stang la- um, last week, but they put up a pretty good fight. But I think when they, um, when they lock, uh, lost um, Marc uh, uh, Bourgeois, who decided not to come back and swim, you know, I thought, whoo, this is going to be a huge hit for them. You know, They're not going to have kind of that, that firepower to, to repeat as conference champs. And, uh, you know, they haven't really skipped a beat. Um, you know, they have Jacob uh, Kuko. Um, he's really kind of stepped up. And even though he's young, um, he's kind of made some big, you know, kind of big waves, um, you know, in, in swimming. And he's got a lot of potential to, to possibly – uh, I don't want to give a prediction, but he, he might be, a, a, you know, the boy swimmer of the year. You know, he's at least in the talking. You're giving away some uh, yeah, stuff you know? later on the show here. Uh, but there's a lot of, like, the, the numbers are up. I, I think they had close to, you know, 20 guys. Stay or on the edge of your seats. Will Jacob Cuoco be our pick for player Yeah, you know. Um, and, uh, I mean, they kind of made, you know, it's it's not a, a program that's been around for a long time. It's only, I think, oh, what is it, like, in its third or fourth year. Um, and it's... You know, it's it's a it's a program. I mean, they're you know they're they're beating other teams. Um, when you look at some of the other schools, like um, Aponiquit, struggling with numbers on the boys' side. Um, you know, New Bedford, their numbers are pretty decent, um, but they're getting a lot of kids that are just learning how to swim, um, so that they don't have a ton of elite elite swimmers. Um, and then uh, you know, Stang. I think Stang is probably what's setting the bar right now in the area for boys uh, swim teams. But we knew Stang was going to be good this year because, you know, they had six seniors, um, you know, that that have all been swimming. You know, they the basically have last year's boys swimming super team yeah, back much. swimming for Just them about, this year. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that, wouldn't, that wasn't that big of a surprise. On the girls' side, I would say uh, the New Bedford High girls uh, swim team. Um, you know, when I saw them uh, last week against Bishop Stang, who, who they beat, um, they had only had one loss, and that was to to Durfee. And um, you know they have nine eighth graders that uh, joined the team this year. So you know there's a lot of young kids um, kind of learning where to put them and and how to put them in different spots. Um, you know I think has really kind of been a key to the to the lineup and just um, you know being able to take advantage of of having girls that can swim you know certain strokes you know. Um, Actually, one of my surprise individuals, um, you know, I guess we can, can we segue into it? Might as well, right? Uh, sure, let's go, yeah. Or do you want to talk about any other sports? No, perfect transition. All right, perfect transition. Um, you know, one of uh, my surprise uh, individuals for swimming would be uh, Sarah Curry. That was mine. Yeah, um, you know, she's she's come out. Her uh, older sister, Anna, um, has been swimming on the tw- team since her f- uh, eighth grade year. And, and uh, Sarah's an eighth grader, and she's come out. Uh, she's kind of been following along the team on the sidelines for the last few years. And, and now she's able to swim, and she's really uh, emerged as their top uh, freestyle distance swimmer. Um, she swims the 200 and the 500 and really opens things up for coach Kobe, uh, Varen to just kind of put other kids that he would normally have to put in those events into other events and really provided a lot more, um, depth and, and kind of, um, points for them. And that's why they've, they've had some success. So she'd be my big surprise on the, on the girl side for, for swimming. 
Same so. here, Sarah Curry, eighth grader, little sister Ivana Curry. Those are my notes. Yeah, yeah. Now she usually seems to give them a couple individual wins and contributes on a relay or two. So yeah, and we'll have a yeah. little bit about the Currys, uh, you know, in in my uh, notebook uh, this week. So that'll that you can read up. It a all bit. comes together. Yeah, it all kind of comes together here. Convergence here. Uh, so. On the boys' side, my uh, surprise also is from New Bedford. Okay. Uh, Cam Sylvia. Okay. So, uh, you know, I know, you know, he, he came up a little bit last year, but, uh, he, you know, you, you know more about his story than I do, but he was injured and missed yes. a lot of last season. Um, and he just really seems like every time I take their results, he's winning the freestyle events. Yeah. Handily. Yeah. I think they're really trying to, uh, he's a junior, I believe now. Is yep. That right? He's yeah. a junior. He's a captain. He's really kind of taken on the leadership role in that team. And he, he had an injury that really kind of has bothered him for about two years now. And he's, he's finally able to, uh, to swim and, and to kind of get back his strength. And, and, you know, when you're away from a sport, especially like swimming, um, where you have to, you have to be constantly working on it, um, or you don't improve. And, and when you stop, um, uh, practicing, you know, you, you, you feel it, you know, you, you take a step back or a couple steps back. Um, so now that he can finally swim, um, you know, he's making strides, but he's not where he wants to be. You know, he hasn't qualified yet. As far as I know for sectionals or States, he's kind of, you know, right on the cusp of doing it. Um, and that's, that's a goal of his this year is to at least uh, qualify for sectionals after, you know, being out the last probably about a year, year and a half where he hasn't really been himself, um, Mm. swimming. So, um, stay tuned for that story probably next week. <laughs> yeah, we're just teasing everything you got yeah. coming here. Uh, what about track? What did you have for some surprises? Uh, track, you know, um, I, I would say uh, track would probably, like, more so a team than than an actual, like, individual. I mean, I know I kind of talked a little bit about teams, but, like, um, there's a core group of girls um, at New Bedford High that are like underclassmen. There's like two or three of them. Um, one of them, I, I know I'd mentioned in my notebook the other day, uh, Jeromica, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Perry. Um, she knocked up uh, Sarah Fernandes in one of the, the sprinting, the, I think it was the hurdles. And she's, you know, up and coming runner. She's kind of been on the heels of Sarah Fernandes, who's been the leader at New Bedford for a long, long time for track. And she beat her in a race, you know, head to head. And and, you know, it kind of sometimes takes, you know, for an upperclassman to lose to an underclassman to kind of, you know, get some of that, that, comp- spark, there. that spark go. And so, uh, but she's one of the ones I know they, they did really, really well, um, both on the boys and the girls side at the freshman sophomore meet, New Bedford High. Um, they had a lot of kids that placed, you know, in the top 10, top five in events and just really, um, you know, I feel like the future is starting to build up for New Bedford track. I know they've, they haven't had the teams that they've had in the past, you know, the last few years, um, when I first got here at the paper, I mean, New Bedford track was the track team mm-hmm. in the area. You know, everybody wanted to, to compete for New, for New Bedford high and, and be a whaler. And, you know, they'd go to, um, you know, the I think st- other state than volleyball, meets. they have the most recent state championships for the school. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, kind of falling down like the numbers, you know, there's not as many kids participating. It's not the elite athletes. And, and I think they're really starting to turn it around with the program. Um, cause the boys also, uh, I don't have any of the names in front of me, but the boys have, you know, a slew of kids that have come in that are young, um, to kind of join right. The big name, you know, the returning name, Carlos Alves, he's been around for a while, but like some of the younger guys, um, putter, right? yeah, yeah. So, uh, some of the younger guys are really starting to, to do well. And I know they had a big meet at, uh, the freshman sophomore meet as well. So I would say not necessarily, you know, one or two kids, but there's, I think a good group of, uh, of, you know, like underclassmen at new Bedford that have really kind of stood out, um, so far off a track. All right. So, uh, do you have anyone for girls hockey? No. All right. I had uh, Sarah Majewski, the okay. goalie for Bishop Stang. 
Uh, seems, you know, we talked about their offense, but uh, this is the yeah, other side that's really she's changing had a huge year. And I know they have a new goalie coach. Uh, this is back to our, we try to put, we only write these names. We never have to pronounce them, but uh, <laughs> Kristen uh, Sluskowitz, maybe? Sluskowitz? Yep. Something like that. Yeah, she's their new uh, goalie coach and seems to have really been making strides with her as well as a, a freshman that they play occasionally. Um, and then on the boys' side, uh, uh, really, I, I, for me, Kiarano DeCanto for Wareham okay. was yep. the guy. 14 goals, 17 assists. Wow, I didn't know it was that um, high. He's among the state leaders in scoring. And uh, just like I mentioned earlier, I still remember seeing him as a freshman. You know, and he was playing minutes on a playoff team, uh, but he was just undersized and, you know, kind of, you know, it was like, oh, well, you know, they threw that kid out there. But now he's really becoming a force for them uh, on a team that, uh, like as we said earlier, was our surprise team and, and making waves. Uh, I did have uh, also on my list there for hockey uh, a couple of Bishop Stang players. Uh, ben Saunders, a sophomore defender. 18 points for a defender as wow. a sophomore, too. 15 assists. So he's really been involved in the offense a lot. And then uh, they've been splitting time with a couple of goalies. And one of them's a freshman, Matt Dorr, Dory, Dory, okay. D-O-R-E. Um, 953 save percentage hmm. in about wow. half of their games, uh, splitting time with junior William Walsh, and uh, 1.29 goals against average. So, yeah. That's pretty impressive. Good surprising kids there for hockey. Um, let's get back to basketball here. We're come, come full circle. Uh, on the girls' side, anyone surprise you? You know, I mean, I don't know if I would say there, there was any surprises so far, at least from the teams that I've seen. You know, I mean, I kind of knew, um, you know, I, you know, I knew Jada would, Jada Fortin would be the player that that that, that she is joining uh, upon a quit. Um, you know, Sophie Goucher, I knew she was going to be that the player. Um, you know, when I saw Old Rochester, there wasn't really anybody that that. You know, they they had a lot of good players, like really, really good players kind of around each other. Um, there hasn't really been like a star that I've seen that's like emerged, you know, that, that I can say, wow, this player, you know, is amazing. But um, maybe a role player, I feel like that st- stood out to me. Um, I know I've seen a Poniquit two times and uh, uh, Leah Seablum. Um, she just, the hustle that she, she puts out on that court and just kind of the the go-getter play, you know what I mean? Like she's, she's kind of always making a play happen, whether it shows up in the scorebook or not, you know, whether it's getting, you know, like getting a rebound or, or play, you know, uh, providing defensive pressure or just anything. She's kind of that, that player that maybe goes unnoticed because she's not scoring 15 points a night or whatever. But I mean, I was always impressed with her hustle. Um, and the couple times I've seen her this year. So she, I wouldn't know. I don't know if I'd say that's a surprise because I know she's been good. Um, but she really impressed me and the few times that I've seen them, um, this year. And I mean, I would say, uh, there was a couple girls last night. Uh, I went to the new Bedford, um, girls game that, that, uh, that kind of stood out. Um, uh, Sequera, Andrea Sequera, she was really scrappy and, um, she kind of had some, some big plays in that game. She had a, you know, a steal right under the basket and, and made the, the go ahead layup and put them ahead. And, you know, she, I don't think she's been a big name for new Bedford in the last few years. And, you know, I, I know this year they're kind of getting a lot of girls um, on the court that maybe haven't played before, um, you know, that, that are, that are trying to, you know, do big things. But, um, you know, I would say definitely Seablum um, has stood out as, as somebody that, that really, you know, just kind of, you know, maybe taking that role player position to the kind of the next level kind of thing. I did have one OR player on my kind of honorable mention or other names I was considering, and that was Maggie Brajoli. Okay. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, that we talked about their kind of batch of freshmen. Yeah. Um, and uh, she, you know, really kind of stood out in that group for me. Now, I haven't seen the newest one to come back is, um, I'm forgetting her first name. Her last name is Johnson. 
Um, she's Drew Johnson's younger sister from the football team. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, she came back. Uh, she had, I think it was an ankle or foot. Okay. Uh, broken ankle, broken foot, maybe was it? Anyway, she came back in in January, and I remember seeing her warm up before a game, and being like, like kind of one of those instances where you're like watching the court and yep. you see somebody, and then you're like looking at your roster, like who's that? Yeah, like she looks good. Yeah, see, I, see, I, so I haven't seen her so yet. So Mag, I never got to see her play because she didn't play against Aponiquit. And yeah, I've only so seen she, old Rochester looked, once. In the so game like, I saw, she was. Yeah. She looked to me like the most ready of the freshmen. Yeah. Um, so I, I know, I has played play. well. And then uh, Anne-Marie and, Perry. And even and Saller, Sally Butler, Butler, she only played Sally limited. Butler, yeah, she yeah. only played limited minutes in the game that I, that I saw them, you yeah. know, so. But uh, I'm actually giving my surprise individual uh, to a team I haven't seen here. Okay. Uh, Wareham Vikings. Nice. Uh, Tiara Duart. Okay. She, uh. You know, you knew the name. We'd written it plenty of times over the years, but it seems like this year she's kind of the linchpin of that team, and, like, they go as Tiara goes. And, like, if she's scoring and she's putting balls in the bucket, then, like, they they have a pretty good chance. I know they're sitting a little under five hundred uh, right now, but, uh, you know, she scored 21 the other night, and uh, she seems to be able to uh, kind of lead that team to victory if she can uh, get the offense flowing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they really count on her a lot. So she's kind of the, you know, the one that uh, seems to be playing, uh, you know, making the biggest leap okay. in my mind. Uh, at least of the players, I've kind of taken a lot of their some of their stats and, and games and stuff like that. Um, now on the boys' side, uh, I'm going to go uh, Mike Hendrickson. Okay. Aponiquit. Uh, Aponiquit was a team I watched a lot of times last year. I saw a lot of Laker basketball last season, and I don't re- remember seeing Mike Hendrickson one time. <laughs> Okay. It's possible he played some varsity time. I'm sure, you know, he got into yeah, he, some garbage time or something. I, I don't think he play, I don't know if he played too, too much. Yeah, so. but I don't remember him at all. And uh, he might be the best player this season. Nice. Uh, Clay Munier's come on. We'll, we'll get into a couple of shorter superlatives later. But um, he's been probably the most consistent player throughout the season. I mean, he's always in double digits. Uh, he can play in the post. Now he's starting to shoot some threes, some threes. Um, you know, we, we kind of saw him emerge during football season as a tight end. You know, he's not huge. He's only about 6'1", uh, but, you know, he kind of rebounds and, and has strength beyond his height uh, to battle in the post. And then I uh, can get to the rim, too. And, uh, and now the more that he extends his game and the more of a shooter becomes, the more dangerous he's going to be. I did also have uh, my kind of my honorable mention guys, uh, Taylor Carlson okay. uh, from Wareham, averaging 25 a game. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. And uh, Cole McIntyre from Old Rochester, who like, you know, I always thought, you know, like, oh, he's a football player who plays some basketball. You know, he's steady. He's dependable. Uh, and he is fourth in the SEC in scoring right now. Wow, that's 15 amazing. a game. And uh, the couple times I've seen them, to me, he's been their best player you know, not that he's like the star we were talking about they didn't have, yep. but he is their the best player on that team in my mind. So, yeah. Did you have anyone? Uh... Well, um, I would say probably my, uh, I don't know if it would be necessarily a surprise, um, like the biggest surprise, but I would say uh, watching New Bedford the other day, uh, Dijon uh, Chumak, um, just how he's joined, you know, former Bishop, Bishop of Stang player. He's at New Bedford now. And just how he's kind of become that leader on the court. Um, you know, it's, I think we were, you know, hinting to this last week that, you know, it may become his team, that team. And it has, you know, he's, he's the leader out there. I mean, there's, you know, there's the Franklin brothers, there's, you know, a bunch of other different guys on that team that, that are, you know, contributing and making, um, big plays, but it almost seems like the way Schumacher goes is the way that the, the whalers are going to go. And if he's on and he, you know, everything's, everything kind of flows through him and, um, you know, he's kind of taken on, you know, that leadership role. And sometimes it's hard to do that when you 
come to a new team, you know. And, and his it, game's so different than it was yeah, at Stang. Yeah, yeah, like, you know. Stang, he was kind of like the off-ball scorer or it, like the, hey, late in the shot clock, like give it to him and he and can create his own shot. Yeah, but, and like, so I remember when I was talking to Matt Hill for the preview, I was, he, and he was like talking about how he was going to run the point and I was like, gosh, you're going to, have to really convince him to pass the ball, and then I watch him play now, and I'm like, oh, oh no, he, maybe he it was what set, he was doing at Stang was outside of his norm. Yeah, I mean, he and can, outside he can of his set up his zone. teammates, and uh, I mean, he can make he makes things happen, and he makes it so that his teammates have easy baskets. Um, which you know, at least at least in the game I went to, you know, I don't know about the other the other games this season, but it oh, was no, it was like, clicking. I he's mean, a close to a triple double machine, it seems every night. Yeah, so um, so I don't know, like I mean, I knew he had the potential to to kind of do this, but. You know, t- to go to a new team and to to really make that happen, um, you know, I, I, you know, he'd be my surprise. Yeah, that's a good one. I knew he was good, but yeah, what's been really surprising to me is how his game has morphed or maybe reverted. Really, yeah. maybe it's him going back to this natural state of playing basketball, and he was kind of miscast a little bit as like a wing scorer uh, with the Spartans, but. Uh, we had a couple of uh, kind of basketball only uh, quick yeah. superlatives. We'll go through here. Um, we just want best three point shot. Uh, I would say I have two two different things I'm bringing up. One is uh, individual, and I'm, I'm trying to do it mostly based on teams that I've seen, you know, just because I, I feel that's the best way. Um, so on the girls' side, Monica Ayers, um, I, I feel like she's been the three-point shooter last year. Um, you know, yesterday against Dartmouth, she had two threes. One of them was clutch. One of them, I think, put them up like four or five points in that third or fourth quarter and, uh, you know, really kind of sealed the deal for the, you know, for, for the Whalers in that game. And, and uh, it seems like when she gets an open look, she's not afraid to take it, especially in big moments. Um, and then uh, on the boys' side, I didn't want to go with just what I mean, I know – uh, uh, Carlson, you know, over at, at uh, Wareham set the, the big record and, you know, every single game single and, game and the area in threes. Yep. But I'm going to go with the team. Um, okay. I was impressed with uh, Bishop Stang. I saw them against Coyle and just um, Sylvia, Lopes, uh, Perry, and Markey. I mean, I think the, the, the uh, four of those guys combined for like nine or ten threes. And it was just, you know, the team was on fire. They were, they were knocking them down. Um, I think it just kind of shows. All right, there's not one guy that might have nine three-pointers in the game, or maybe who knows, Dane Perry or Lopes could probably go off for that. But you know, um, you know, the Stan can knock down the three when they when when they're feeling it. You know, I mean, I know their bread and butter is to kind of push the tempo, get easy baskets. But you know, when the inside game is working and they can, you know, have some easy, easy th- uh, looks at three-point shots, uh, you know, they're gonna knock them down. So I had Justin Lopes on my honorable okay. mention list here. I think he is the best three-point shooter on that team. Yes. Um, and I think he also brings the most distance. Like, he can shoot yeah, he from behind the arc. Deep, yeah. like, and he actually has a couple spots that I think he really likes. That are You remember, every once in a while you'll see a free throw shooter who actually shoots like a half a foot behind the line. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a couple spots on the court where it seems like Justin, like, especially kind of on the wings there. Do you think where, he like, marks the floor? There, like, I think there, he has little spots where he's like, I really like this shot yeah. from right here, even better than being two feet closer, you know, a foot closer to the line. Um, I did see them uh, the other night when they went three for 21. As a team from three, and uh, Lopes was the only guy to hit see, any. See, you know that they, they were too hot the week before. You they know? were. They, they had to cool off a little bit, up, right? You know? So you got to regress to the mean. Um, so I did have Taylor Carlson yep. as my best three point shot. I mean, just seeing it, it's just so smooth. The way he elevates, the way he releases at the top of his jump, uh, just how effortless it is, his, how quick it is too. Like it's very hard, you know, to get up on him and to be able to block that shot because he can release so quickly. Uh, so Taylor Carlson, I think, has has the best uh, three point shot in the boys' game. I did have uh, Colin Wildrick 
from Votech, uh, another guy on my list who can uh, definitely knock it down. The, the thing with him is usually, I think, convincing him to take threes. Yeah. Uh, he's sometimes a little too unselfish uh, and will pass up some open shots. And uh, on the girls' side, I, I already mentioned this actually last week, um, how in love with Lindsay Oliveira's shot I am. Yes. And uh, so, you know, I don't have to get into that little love story anymore. But uh, Lindsay Oliveira's shot just kind of looks picture perfect to me. Um, I did have Monica Ayers. Yeah. Um, probably the best, like, uh, catch and shoot, I think, player that we have. Like, whereas uh, I did also have Jana Fortin down here. I thought she was maybe the best kind of off the dribble yeah. three-point oh, yeah. shooter. Like, fast break. be able to create her yeah. own three-point yeah. shot or pull up and hit the three. And then uh, one player, I only saw her once, and I think she only, she only hit maybe one three. She took a few. But uh, just kind of keep on the radar. She's not there yet, but I just really liked her motion and how the ball would come out of her hand. Uh, another freshman for Rochester, Anne-Marie Perry. Um, little freshman uh, point guard. I don't, I don't know if she's still playing much anymore, but it uh, just looked like you know she's going to be a shooter down the line. So I just wanted to make a little asterisk mention of her. <laughs> but uh, Lindsay Oliveira was my pick. And then uh, best post players. You know, we talk a lot of times about all the, the scoring and everything yeah. like that, but like, you know, there's a lot of times often, you know, those kids doing the dirty work down the post getting rebounds. Who stood out for you in the post? Uh, I mean, I'm going to go back to somebody I mentioned er- earlier, um, Seablum uh, uh, at uh, Poniquit. I mean, she really, you know, I don't know, you know, I mean, it just seemed like she would do do a little bit of everything in the post, you know, like, uh, I mean, may- have a big rebound, block a shot, just kind of make things happen to get to get them going, you know. Uh, your best defense, your best offense is, uh, is your defense. And, you know, it seemed like she had a lot of key plays, um, in a couple of the games that I saw them. And, uh, I can't, I can't ignore this one. Janice, um, Leo, uh, I just saw her last night. She didn't play the first quarter and she had 25 points. I think it was 10 boards, four, four blocks, blocks two, steals. two steals, uh, not a bad night, uh, three quarters. Um, but I know she's had kind of an up and down season, um, you know, and, you know, she's, she's our, uh, volleyball player of the year and, you know, she's already set for, for college and all that. Um, but I think, uh, I think it's finally the basketball season's finally starting to come to her, you know, and I think speaking of lighting that fire, we were talking about earlier, yeah, maybe, uh, yeah. this done that. um, you know, and I think, um, uh, you know, I, I mean, you know, if I had to pick a post player, it would, you know, at least from the teams that I've seen, you know, I think I've seen about four or five of the girls' teams now. Um, it would probably, I'd say, it would be one of those two girls. Um, I know, I know, Leo. I think sometimes she's maybe not as, um, what's the word, as aggressive, you know, in a game. Um, I think that's where that up and yeah. down comes from. Yeah, is, is you know, the games where she really gets aggressive and gets fired yeah, up. Yeah, she's a different player than the games where she. You know, I mean, they Dar- she takes a back Dar- seat and she Dartmouth, plays passively. Yeah, Dartmouth could not stop her um, yesterday, and it was just you know she went after rebounds. I and mean, that's she what she has to remember too. It's yeah. like who is going to stop her? Yeah, they like who's going to no, stop a six can. three? Player who can now hit free throws at a better rate yep. and isn't afraid to get fouled. You know, and, and I and you know is coordinated and athletic. Yeah, and I feel like some games she comes out and you know she's she's showing that aggression, and then you know a few games earlier against Brockton she didn't score a point. You know, and and you know post player. I mean they they you know even if you're having a horrible shooting night, like you should be getting to the line. You know you're getting fouled, you're getting free throws. You know, uh, you know you, you need to. To, to get some points on the board and and if you can't do that then then rebounding but th- those would be the two girls uh, um that I would kind of say I know it's a best post player but those were the two that stood out to me all right I had Mary Butler okay I think she's the best rebounder in the area 
She is um, a great rebounder. Yeah, she just hustles under the post. She knows she boxes out every. Like you're never like, oh, Mary Butler forgot to block out. Yeah, box out never happens. Um, you know, she'll hit the floor. She'll dive for loose balls. Uh, she's not necessarily somebody you throw the ball to her with her back to the basket and she's making some Kevin McHale, Akeem Olajuwon move to the hoop or anything. But she, you know, she'll still get into double figures on putbacks. You know, offensive rebounds uh, and just kind of running the floor and then uh, a lot in transition off of their uh, press. You know, she'll end up with uh, some layups there. So to me, uh, just her the way she works and the way she's able to rebound and read the ball off the rim and kind of know where the ball's going. Um, I did have Janice Layout and uh, Bishop Zang's Riley Carew. Okay. Yeah, but I haven't honorable seen mention list. Yet. That's on my yeah. list. And then on the boys' side, um, he's finally coming around. Uh, he was probably our most surprising player last year on the boys' basketball side. I think uh, I Poniquitz, know. Clay Munier. Yep. And uh, he came out this year. He sprained his ankle. I think it was right before the season started. Missed some games at the beginning of the year. He came back. He re-aggravated. He wasn't really the same. And now it seems the last maybe two weeks, week and a half, he's really found his groove. He's putting up you know, double-doubles with 20-plus points. And he's a guy who, like, when he's on his game, he's got soft hands. Uh, he's got quick feet, but he's just got a big body. Yep. And so, you know, he's kind of like that ballerina in a bull's body. And there's not many teams that can compete with that. We have some height, actually, this year in the area, but it's a lot of skinny height. Yeah. Like, we don't have any other guys who are 6'5 and burly and strong, uh, but that also can catch the ball in traffic, you know, and lay it up quickly and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I think he's really finally coming around here. I did have uh, Kenny Franklin yep. and Sam hartley Matson from uh, Old Rochester on my... Yeah, uh, I was mentions. pretty impressed with uh, Kenny Franklin the other night when I saw New Bedford against Durfee. Um, but, I mean, like I said, I haven't t- seen too many boys teams. Um, but when I saw Bishop Stang, um, you know, oh, why, why am I drawing a blank on his name? I know Colin I was, Johnson? Uh, nope, not <coughs> Colin Johnson. Um, I'm trying to think of his name right Eric now. Eric Camacho. Yes, yes, Eric Camacho. Um, uh, I mean, you know, he... It's not like he's not going to go and score 10 or 15 points down the the post, but he's going to be guarding the opposing team's, you know, biggest player. Like, you know, he's playing tough defense. He's scrappy. You know, he doesn't have that big, big size. You know, he's not a big, big, huge body. He's another one of those skinny, tall guys. Skinny, tall guys. But, I mean, he just kind of makes things happen. He gets his arms in there and, like, hits the ball away and just kind of, you know, maybe plays bigger than he actually is. Um, And I was pretty impressed with him. Um, But I would would agree with Clay. I haven't seen a Poniquit yet this year. Um, But just based on, uh, you know, kind of what he did last year and, you know, his potential and and his size, you know, I I mean, you know – if, if he's healthy, you know, he's probably, you know, kind of the go-to post player in the area for sure. All right. So uh, lastly, we're going to go through some player of the year predictions. I think we're going to have some similar ones here. So Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Maybe this won't take too long. Uh, let's, let's stay with basketball here. Finish okay. out basketball. Um, I'm wondering if we have the same people. I got uh, Dame Perry from Bishop Stang on the boys' side. Yep, that's And Jada Fortin from Aponiquit on the girls' side. Yep, I have those two. I agree. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jada, we kind of get to see her alongside last year's Player of the Year. Yes. All the time, and uh, it seems like she's outplaying her a little bit. So far, so far this season, you know, obviously there's still ways to go. Yeah, no, I think, uh, like, uh, we were talking last week, kind of, you know, you have the two superstars on the team and just kind of seeing how they, they both uh, come together. And, uh, you know, I think I think Jada's feeling comfortable. You know, when you join, like uh, we were just saying earlier about Schumach, when you join another team, you know, sometimes there's that adjustment period of, of what your role is and just, you know, feeling comfortable and, and getting to play with some, you know, other players that maybe you haven't played with before. And, and uh, I think she's doing a really good job. And I, and I think she's kind of fearless, you know. I mean, she's not – 
she's not afraid to take the big shot. She's not afraid mm-hmm. to, to 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 make a big play on defense with you know a game on the line. And and uh, I think that's kind of been the key to to her fitting in so well is because she'll go out there and do that. You know, I know in the game against Old Rochester, she got kind of you know shaken up late in the game, and and uh, you know Poniquet was getting the ball back, and you know before she was even really given the green light to get back in the game, she's running over to the scores. I'm fine, I'm fine mm-hmm. to get back into the game because you know she wants to be out there and make plays. Um, so yeah, she's she's right now she's my pick. And on the boys' side, I th- I felt coming into the year it was going to be a battle for player of the year between Dame Perry and Jake Jason. Yep. From Old Colony uh, last year when I did the boys' player of the year. Uh, there were kind of four people I was choosing from. It was those two, as well as the two Aponiquit seniors from yes. last year, uh, Adam Seabum and Andy Johnson, and going to, to uh, Seabum. Uh, but it, to me, it, there was a little bit of like, this was Dame's award to lose a little bit this year. Yes. Um, and he, he's, he's doing everything. He's scoring 23 a game. You know, Stang's been on a run here recently, uh, winning his six, seven in a row now. Yeah, I think something. Uh, right up in there. And uh, just kind of doing everything for him, getting some steals. And he's the leader of that team. And he's the guy when they need a bucket, when they need something to happen, he's the guy they go to. And he can just get to the rim. You know, he can get to the basket whenever he wants, from wherever on the court. Yeah. He can get to the rim. Uh, he's got one of the quickest pull-ups, um, you know, and uh, you know, can stop on a dime. And uh, just really good. But Jake Jason is right in there, too. You know, he, I think he's, he's a guy, he goes unnoticed. Just, I mean, they're playing in the Mayflower. He doesn't play a lot of the other teams. So there's not a lot of comparison points. You know, and everyone's always like, oh, the Mayflower. I mean, I know I talked to one athletic director who was like, our JV team would beat them. So, you know, but he's putting up 27 a game. And, and, and I mean, he, I think he would be a good player wherever he was. Oh, definitely. It's just, would he be the absolute star of the area? Yeah, he was? I mean, but this kid, uh, he's within, a, I think he's closing in within 100 points of 2,000 for yep. his career. I mean, you know, if you're scoring 2,000 points, I mean, that's... You're doing something right because that—that's you know you're not only are you, you you putting the points up but you're staying healthy you know you're you're contributing you know like every single day you know mm. it's not like it's just a you know you're having a good game here or a good season here I mean that's a great career um, no matter you know who you're playing you know to go out there and to to actually be able to do, to do that and the thing I think I like about Jake Jason though is that he's made everybody around him better. You know, like he, like not only is he scoring a lot of points, but he's also, you know, helping other people like Susie, uh, um, what is it, Zach, Zach Susie? Uh, Paul Susie. I always get the, I always get the Susie brothers mixed up. No, 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 you're right. Zach, I just messed you up. I just messed you up. Yeah. All right. I thought it was Zach. I thought it was, (laughs) uh, you know, like he helped, you know, like, uh, you know, I know, um, Zach Susie's a lot better because of Jake, Jason and, and some of the other guys, the role players. I mean, it just, you know, I'm. You know, I would say definitely it is down to those two. I would give the nod probably to Perry just because I, I also think that, that Sting's going to have a deeper playoff run as well. Yeah, I think they're going to um, be the best sure. team. For sure, yeah. I think that, you know, down the stretch, they're going to be the best boys team. But, uh, and Taylor Carlson's put his name in this conversation. Oh, yeah, definitely. Average 25 a game yeah, well, for, we'll see a, how, for a team see what that's can do. could be yeah. winning the SEC. Yeah, so... Um, so so hockey, did you, did you have any picks or I'll just go through mine Yeah, you here. go through your picks. So uh, on the boys' side, I had uh, Jacob Lopes. Okay. Of Vogue Tech, uh, surpassed 100 points this year and just putting up multiple points in every game. Yeah. Scoring left and right. I don't have his exact scoring titles. They weren't on Mass High School Hockey, but I'm. it's probably him or Q from where yeah. I am as the leading scorer in the area. And so those are the two guys that I had under consideration um, with, a, with a slight edge to Lopes. Uh, but, you know, well, I think the rest of the season will probably determine yeah. uh, that race there. And then on the girls' side, I had uh, Elizabeth LePage from Stang. 17, yeah, she's having a great year. 17 goals, 10 assists, 27 oh. points. 
uh, leading scorer for the team. And uh, like you said, really the difference for them from last year to this year is, is Sarah Majewski and goals a little bit better, but the offense has really just blossomed yeah. and made the real difference for them from being a battling to be 500 team to you know 7-2-1 and one right now and seeming on an easy streak here to the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, so track. Uh, yeah, we struggled a little bit here with the track as well, but I was able – I went on athletic.net. Yes. And I uh, was able to look at the top – times and distances in the whole state and in the conferences. And uh, one that jumped out to me is Voktex Alex DeCruz. Yeah. No, His triple jump distance, uh, 42, seven and a half, is third in the state. And uh, Athletic.net seemed to have, I don't know if they had every meet in there, but they had several of the meets this season. You know, a lot of the MSTCA events and the, you know, different divisional relays. And so, you know, it seemed to be a pretty good sample size of meets in there. And uh, he was in the top three in the whole state in the triple jump. Yeah, no, I know he was uh, up and coming, you know, the last few years, and and this is maybe kind of his year to 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 shine a little bit. And he's he's you know a few of the calls that I've taken from Mark Thornhill, you know, he's being mentioned, you know, mm. as winning as winning events. Um, I would probably my picks would probably be Adam Sylvia um, at yep, Old Rochester's, yeah, one of the the distance runners, kind of you know always always consistent, you know, always dropping his times. Um, you know, you can always kind of guarantee that you're going to get two two wins out of him i mean you know um what depending on which distant events he runs um and then um, i think he has the best time in the thousand this year yeah. in the sec yeah and then um aiden o'malley um from bishop Stang. uh you know i took the call uh, i think it was last week or the week before he was undefeated um in a couple events this year and and staying as a team they've struggled um this year but he's kind of been that bright spot and with track it's kind of you know it's got You've got the the regular season where you know you're contributing. The individuals are contributing to team records and team wins, and and you have the championship meets. But once you get to that point and beyond, it's it's all you know. I mean, you can contribute to a, a championship, you know, a state championship team, but it's individuals at that yeah. point, you know. So I, I think I think Aiden O'Malley can do well, especially when they get to the divisional level, and you know maybe he can make it to all states. Um, so I think it would be down for me down to one of those two guys, um, and then on the girls side. Uh, Amber Latuka uh, from Bishop Stang. Um, as of I think last week, she was undefeated in two or three events this year. Uh, she's a, a super teamer that's back uh, for them. I think she's a two or three time super teamer. Um, she's having a heck of a season. And then uh, Jordan McClowski uh, from Aponequip. Uh, you know, she's back this year and, uh, you know, she's a pentathlete. Um, and I think she's uh, one of Aponequip's top athletes this year you know being able to do multiple events and i think she's a big reason why you know they're competing in that south coast conference crossover uh championship uh meet next week so um uh those would probably be my top two picks for for player of the year at this moment um the other one i had down was uh leah bourgeois yes for old rochester uh ranked in the top two in the sec in the 55 dash the 55 hurdles and the long jump yes and uh number one in the 55 dash as of uh, you know, what's in athletic.net's database. Uh, yeah, so I was just one other to throw out there. But, uh, you know, you're the track expert. So oh, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. There. I think I've taken one or two <laughs> track calls all night. I'll, I'll be, be out at Vogue Tech next week uh, covering a little bit of track. So I'll, I'll be able to let you know for sure then. And lastly, the swimming. We uh, teased a little bit of this earlier. 
Yeah, um, I would say, uh, you know, Jacob uh, Cuoco uh, for Old Rochester. Right now, he's kind of my front runner for uh, for swimmer of the year on the boys' side. Um, I feel like Stang has a lot of guys. Um, but it's hard to pick between. It's almost like the Golden State Warriors, right? Yeah. They cancel each other out. Yeah, they're all they so, split the vote, yeah. and you end up with Jacob Cuoco. Yeah, you know, I mean that you know they're all really, really good at Stang, um, but there's no like one. Yeah, how do you pick pre- one of yeah. them? That was what yeah, I was trying to. How do you pick one above the other? Um, and uh, Jacob's having a great year. Uh, I know he was hoping to kind of improve on what he did last year especially at the sectional and state level um but you know they're having a great season and he's a big reason why um and i know he's qualified i think for sectionals and states in uh more you know multiple events um so it'll just probably come down to what events he decides he's going to swim you know a lot of these swimmers that can do multiple strokes you know they they qualify for as many things as they can and then it's like all right now i get to pick what i want to swim based on you know what i think other teams or who's going to swim for other teams and, and, you know, um, you know, get to go out there, but he would definitely be my boy's choice girls. I'm a little torn. Um, as I was talking earlier about Anna Curry, um, you know, I, I've high hopes for her, um, for a big postseason. That's um, who I had. But, uh, I think Jenna Durgan, um, I might have to give the edge to Jenna just because I feel like she's, uh, she's qualified for, you know, a few more events. Um, and I think, you know, the regular season has been a little bit different at Old Rochester. They have a lot of um, young, inexperienced swimmers, and they haven't won a lot of meets. Um, and I think, you know, she's kind of tried to take a lot of these kids under her wing, but then she's focused more, you know, more on, all right, when I get to the postseason, it'll be about, you know, my race kind of thing. And and uh, I know she's worked really hard in the off season, So I would say it's between Jenna and Anna. Um, I think either one would be a good bet at this point in the season, but I think it's going to probably come down to one of those two girls. Those are the two names I had. I had uh, Anna with uh, with Jenna in parentheses here. So yeah, and uh, I know we've kind of ignored it, but um, wrestling. You want to do wrestling because we didn't we didn't we didn't really. Yeah, I mean, I guess who, the, who's uh, yeah? There's that's no true. There's only one team. team. team yeah, the, uh, yeah. New Bedford has been a bit of a surprise. How good they've been. Yeah, uh, they're yeah. wrestling uh, tonight actually for the yep, uh, big three championship against Durfee, and uh, you know, so I guess who would be the one of the su- surprise guys? I mean, I know um, I'm trying to I'm going through the different weights. Yeah, you know more than I do. I, I, I've covered them twice. Um, I would say it's probably, you know, some some of the guys I expected to do well, uh, Tyreek Williams, yeah. Mark Hawkins, um, Ethan Medeiros, um, Cameron Perry. Uh, so it would probably be somewhere like those, like, uh, 106, 113 kids, mm-hmm. um, which is, uh, what, L- Lopes and, uh, gosh, yeah, you can tell we don't have our notes in front of us for the wrestling. <laughs> um, but yeah, probably some of those like 106, 113 kids yeah. who have been kind of starting off meets with pins over and over again this season uh, for them and uh, just finished third. You know, basically it seemed like half the team finished third at the uh, Cape Cod Invitational last weekend. Uh, yeah, so that would be, I'd say my player of the year prediction at this point, probably Tyreek Williams. That's what I was thinking. Too. But Ethan Medeiros, I wouldn't be surprised if he's won yeah. every dual meet by pin. Yeah. So. Whereas Tyreek, now, but what Tyreek's done is he's beat a top 10 guy in the state rankings twice now. So. Wow. So, yeah. So it'll come down to probably one of those two guys for, for a wrestler. Probably. That'd be my guess right now. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thanks for listening as always to uh, South Coast Varsity, the podcast. Thanks for being here, Lori. Oh, no problem. As always, you can follow us. We're at uh, usually a game uh, at least every weeknight and sometimes on Saturdays at SC underscore varsity. You can also get links to all of our stories and just other updates on South Coast sports. Uh, go like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash South Coast Varsity MA. And then uh, we're also on Instagram at SC Varsity, no underscore 
on the Instagram, just to make it a little confusing for you. And if you like this podcast, please give us a like. Please give us a five-star rating. Whatever's the best, most awesome thing you can do on wherever you get your podcast, uh, we would appreciate it. And thanks for listening.